0: It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again.
1: So I'm anonymous. I'm 30 years old, and I'm actually here to talk about why you don't actually need closure for certain relationships.
0: Ooh, we are myth busting today. I love it. And this is something that I feel like a lot of people or most people when they get out of relationships, the first thought is, okay, how do I find closure? Or probably even before that, well, I don't have closure. I need it. I want to start by asking, what is your definition of closure?
1: My definition of closure would be anything that can make you feel at peace with a situation. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need anybody else's thoughts or their opinion. It's more so how you feel about the situation to be able to move on.
0: Is there one specific situation that led you to this belief or were there a few different ones?
1: So I would say the main thing that led me to this decision is actually the relationship I had from 16 to 21. Again, I'm 30 now, but when I dated this kid, I was, you know, 16 to 21. It was your normal, very toxic relationship. And it wasn't because we were necessarily bad people. It was just mainly because of where we were and our mindsets at that time. Uh, We'll call, we'll call him Chad just so I can refer to him as something. But me and Chad started dating when I was 16 and he was 16. His grandmom had just passed away not too long before. And I remember, I always remember he would say, especially when times were bad, like, I would have just love for my grandmom to have met you. And his grandmom was always something that he kind of, he kind of couldn't move past. He would get really upset with, wouldn't ever talk about it. And looking back on the relationship, I realized how much of those thoughts really played to the actions in our relationship. Why he always felt like he needed to be getting validations from other girls, other than just me. And also being out of the relationship for so long, I saw where my mind was and I had a horrible childhood and like home life. My mom was an alcoholic. My dad was using me to like basically help raise my brothers. And I was just very codependent on my boyfriend at the time because of what I was dealing with in my home life. And we were very codependent on each other we hung out every day. He would also then break up with me because we hung out every day and then we would get back together and then he'd want to see me every day. It was just, for us, it was very like a safe space, I think, when we were in the relationship because I do say it was toxic, but it's not that there wasn't bad or wasn't good times. It was just that we were very young. When you're young, you think you know it all. You think you know how to be in a relationship. You think you know all of these things that you're the smartest person in the world, but you're really not. And I feel like those are, you know, some of your most developmental years. And I, you know, we ended up getting out of the relationship kind of very weirdly. He like ended up dating one of my best friends. It was strange. And we just like ended up not like speaking for like eight years. I didn't see him. I didn't do anything. And during this time, I thought I was over the relationship, but I really had spent eight years being angry at him and just, like, angry at the way I was treated, the way that I felt, and it wasn't until I started getting into personal development which I really realized that, wow, I put half of these things that happened in our relationship on him, but really, like, I was being, cra- I, for lack of a better term, crazy. And the reason I say that is because I simply just wasn't thinking straight. I was thinking out of emotion. I was thinking about like the actions taken. I didn't understand that everything on the surface always has to deal with things way deeper. So fast forward, I had been really working on myself, working on my mindset. I had still been really good friends with his brother. And he invited me to his house for something. I didn't think his brother would be there because, well, Chad, I didn't think Chad would be there because they didn't really have that good of a relationship. But when I found out his brother was proposing to his fiance. Oh my God. Yeah. So he, he, like I got to his house and then he came up and he's like, just let you know, Chad's here. And I was just at this place. This was the beginning of COVID. So like all I was doing on COVID was personally developing my mind, running a lot, working out like I thought I looked good. I thought I thought good. Like all of these things.
0: You're perfect. I was like,
1: (laughs) perfect. Can't wait. And it's so crazy because he actually comes up to me and he's like, listen, he's like, I just wanted to thank you for the best five years of my life. And I was like, well, thanks for the worst five years of mine. And just like, Literally just condescending comments to him the whole day. Wait, also, he said, Thank you for the best five years of my life while he's about to propose. Oh no no else. no 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 no. Okay. Oh, oh no no. The other okay this okay. Is, not so his Ch- brother Chad's his brother, brother yeah kind of Chad propose. yeah Chad's brother okay. was proposing. Oh yeah no no Chad was not proposing to anybody. Okay. <laughs> no. That is such a weird thing to say to your ex when you're about to ask
0: someone else to marry you.
1: I really it's funny. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't <laughs> put it past him. Even so, because like it is sad. Um, and I'll get into this later. But um, when people can't forgive themselves for something, it can really screw up a lot of things in their personal life even with that person not being in their life anymore and um he like everything that he did to me he really like was regretful for and to the point where I'm at this I'm at this party with him and he's being very nice like letting me say all of the condescending comments to him letting me like basically rag on him the whole time and I thought that was really cool because that wasn't who I dated in like the past. Like I, it wasn't somebody that like, he wasn't being defensive. Like he basically was owning up to everything he did, which I thought was really cool. And, um, I reached out to him later that night because I didn't like the way I acted. I don't like being a mean person and whether he deserved it or not, I just don't like to present myself that way. So I basically like messaged him. I was like, listen, listen thank you so much for just being a champ today and like letting me get like that stuff off my chest. Like it was just like really cool that you weren't defensive, weren't trying to fight with me or anything. Like I just really respect that. And he basically replied to me. He's like, listen, he's like, I'll always love you. Um, I regret a lot of things that I did and, you know, whatever. And it just, it was weird for me to like see him as more than just like the asshole that I dated because then my mind started opening because I'm super analytical with everything of just like, okay, my mind was so different back then. Like, could we be friends now? Because I think differently. He seems to be different. Like he seems to like actually appreciate who I am as somebody, you know, whatever, knowing in my head, I never wanted to like get back in a relationship with him Or anything, I was just like, let me just test my waters because I needed to like figure out, I needed to get that closure for myself. And this is kind of where like the closure comes in is because the one time I'm hanging out with him and we're talking about, you know, our past relationships and he's apologizing, he's saying X, Y, and Z. And he looks at me, he's like, listen, I really regret everything that happened. He's like, all I can really do is say sorry. He's like, are you ever truly going to move on? and that like hit me in the chest i was like oh my goodness he is so right like i'm complain i'm complaining about these things that happened 8 years ago mm-hmm. and i think that i'm over them but ha- like if i'm not let, like if i'm still talking to them bringing them up like am i really over it and it was kind of the switch in my head i was like okay like let's forget about the past like let's just be friends now and um i was in a in a spot where don't really sleep around with people or anything like that I have had few very bad one night stands I was like I know he's good like let's just let's test let's test the water so obviously like bad decision on my part this is that that is quite literally the opposite of moving on I know I know that's where that's where I'm getting that's where I'm getting to it because Well, it's
0: also it's funny because you're like oh like he pointed out that I need to move on like
1: wow he knows me yeah. so well <laughs> exactly I know I know and it was like it was and this is where like I thought I knew everything just like I you always think like after a certain stage of growth you're there you understand everything and you could really,
0: handle sleeping with someone that you dated for five years exactly Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about, and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women, and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year, and honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend NutriFol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code seeing other people. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factors' meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factors' meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one less thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and Factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factor's roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off.
1: Exactly. And where I thought it was a good idea at the time, don't get me wrong, it was like fun for a little bit, but, you know, all of the relationship comes back up. And mm-hmm. where I was at the spot where I don't want to be with him, I never wanted anything like really serious, it got to the point where we were good friends and he was confiding in me for things. And he was actually going through a situation where he was in love with this girl that completely told him she she didn't want to date him or anything like that. But she would use him all the time. Basically, everything that he would describe was everything that he put me through in our relationship. And that for me was wild because it started opening all of these old wounds for me that I had, you know, healed and gotten over. And I was like telling him from my experience, I was like, listen, like, this is not what you want to hear. But like everything that I went through was because I kept myself in the relationship with you. If I didn't keep myself in the relationship with you, I would have been so much better than I was. If I, if I like, not that I regret any time, but like you, if you're asking me for advice, like you're sitting here complaining about the things that you complained about last week when they're the same things, just in a different package. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you other than, you know, I, I can't have this. And You're not going to move on from it. And it got really weird to the point where we were hanging out. Like before I knew he was in love with her, we had hung out with this girl and we, they were best friends, quote unquote. And it was a really weird situation because she was like all about me, like hooking up with him and being friends with him. And then all of a sudden it was like a huge issue because she was she would tell me that she was jealous of the way i thought and then he would ask me to hang out with them and i'd be like i don't really feel comfortable because like i know you you're in love with her and i know she's weirdly jealous of me for some reason so i don't i don't feel comfortable like hanging out with you guys and then that turned into her calling me freaking out that i didn't want to hang out with her she's like well wouldn't you want somebody to that's jealous of you to hang out so you can help them and I was like what what no (laughs) like this is so weird it's just crazy love triangle it exactly and it got to the point where I knew in myself like what I was doing like I knew I was a good person I knew that I was trying to be there for him as a friend I knew that I wasn't going to just write somebody off because they had been through things in their life and I Mm -hmm. didn't want to call her a bad person but then it just got to the point where she was like harassing me like constantly and he would he like wanted to be friends wanted to still hang out wanted to get advice but he's getting advice from about her from me and then she's turning around and coming at me and harassing me because of what I told him and it just got it just got to this point where I was like none of this is worth it and I realized that like the closure that I was looking for from him it wasn't from him necessarily because I had talked to him about the feelings that I felt. He had given me the apology. He had been a lot nicer. He had been very communicative, which is not something that we had in our past. He was very honest with me with everything. And, but like still like I was still like letting him call me, or at 2am when he was crying because he wanted to like kill himself because of everything that was going on, but then going back and doing the same thing. And I was just, I literally put myself in a different situation than the original situation that I came the closure for. And it got to the point where I told him I couldn't be friends with him anymore. I told him I couldn't um, talk to him about the situation. Like I kept trying to like pull back and It never got to the point where we could have a conversation other than just besides any of that. So did you have feelings for him during this time? So it's weird. I like to say no, but like not like feelings that I actually wanted a relationship with him. But did it stop me from like fantasizing about like him changing and like him doing things and showing up differently to the point that I could see that? Of course I did. But for me, I think I'm such a helper and I love to like, you know, help people get to that next step. So I was like, how can I help in this situation now? Like, how can I use what I've learned from self-development to, you know, help him get out of this situation or whatever? But I think at the end of the day, I was very biased towards him because he was my first love, and I knew that everything on the surface, I knew he was a good person deep down, and I knew that he, for his whole life, he's been surrounded with, like, a poor environment, and he has, he's too has too weak of a mindset to actually change anything for himself, which is really sad, but I don't want to say that I was in love with him, but I definitely, definitely loved him. Like, I definitely cared for him.
0: Closure is so funny and interesting it's because, so interesting you know you mentioned like your relationship like you guys broke up got back together broke up back got back together broke up got back together and then he dated your best friend and you broke up and I always hear from people who go through a breakup where it's you know kind of mutual or not really mutual but there wasn't anything that terrible nobody cheated there was nothing that was so wrong that someone did. Someone just fell out of love with the other person. And they're like, I wish they did a bad thing. That way I could just be angry and hate them. But then we hear from people like you who are, yeah, they did a horrible thing and hurt me so much. And fast forward and eight years later, you're still trying to figure out why. And Mm -hmm. trying to put the pieces together like a puzzle that has missing pieces. Because at the end of the day, you're never – No matter how the relationship started, ended, whatever happened in between, there's no magic answer or solution. And people are always saying, like, oh, well, I just want to talk to them and ask them a few questions, like have one final closure conversation. Nothing they say is going to give you closure because, first of all, they're probably not going to be honest. And if they are, it might not be what you want to hear. And you won't even know, well, is this true or not? And you're just going to have 500 other follow-up questions. And you're always going to think there's something else that they can tell
1: you that will give you that quote unquote closure. Exactly. And that's that's really what it is. And I think for me, and I, I always say this to people like when I'm describing it, like I was testing my mindset at the end of the day. And I knew like personally, that was my intention going in was to test like, how I've grown and to how I can react in situations and be differently because I was taking full responsibility not full responsibility but I was taking half of the responsibility for like what happened in our relationship where when we became friends he he took full blame and I was the one who like let him know like listen like I could have been different in x y and z area but I was too unhealed in myself and Speaking of healing, I think this was a huge healing for like my inner child because, like I said, like I had spent so long being angry at him that I it was like I probably thought about him every day for eight years and not in like a good way or like that I miss him way, just in a way that like, how could he do this to me? Like, it was to the point where when I was dating him, like people would come up and be like, how did you get her? And I'm not like trying to like blow smoke up my own ass, but like it's a a valid thing that people would literally come up and ask that. And like, you know, where even when I started dating him, like I would tell my friends, I'm like, he's not the cutest. And like, just like, like shitty things that like, you know, looks don't really have to deal with somebody because when I was dating him, I thought he was like the most attractive person in the world because I was obsessed with him. I was in love with him. And, you know, I, I'm going to say, for lack of a better term, getting back together with him and you know, that experience that we had, I, as bad as it was and as much shit happened, I am grateful that I, I do not recommend it to anybody, to anybody at all. I'm your test subject for all of this, trust me. Like I do not suggest it, but I don't regret it because I healed a lot of myself within that because- When I would go through things with him, I wasn't necessarily reacting to him. I was reacting to myself. Like, why am I letting him treat me this way? Why am I letting him call me at 2 a.m.? Why am I letting him, you know, have these terms, even though we're like technically agreed upon? Like, it was just things that started coming up, which were issues in our past relationship, just like the little taking, taking advantage of and, I'm somebody who likes to help. He knows that. So he would say things. And if I wasn't so self-aware now, it would have been a lot harder for me to get out of it this time because it would get to the point where he would say something. And I like he would he would say, like, you know, you can't get annoyed with me for going with going through this stuff when you went through it with me. And I would be like, pause. You can't manipulate me and tell me. Just because I went through something doesn't mean that I have to sit here and let you talk to me about it and let you keep going through that and use me as somebody that you can just talk to versus actually solving your problem. Like, I'm not just here to be a sounding board because hearing this stuff brings up a lot for me and it brings up a lot of emotions for me. And not a lot of people can process that. Not a lot of people can process the way they're feeling and the way what somebody is saying can make them feel. And when you're feeling really uncomfortable, sometimes it's things that do need to be said, but sometimes they are things that like you don't really need to hear. There are things that don't really need to be brought up into your awareness to make your mind think of them, if that makes sense.
0: You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount. So keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform, and if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters
1: Date now on Bumble.
0: How do you think you were able to finally let go? You know, I think that's a really difficult thing to do, especially after this much history, after this much back and forth. And yes, 100% you were stronger and questioning all the right things the quote unquote second time around. But I find that when people have, a deep emotional connection to somebody, whether it's a healthy or really unhealthy relationship, situationship, friendship, it's really hard to let go when all that history is there. So I'm curious how you ultimately ended up choosing you.
1: So a few things, a few things happened. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I do think it's important. It's very embarrassing for me, but just in case somebody else has gone through this, I wanted to help him so much that there was a time when during the time we were friends, um, the girl that he was in love with ended up hooking up with one of his best friends. And so, yeah. So, (laughs) and he was heartbroken, done with her, all of these things. And he basically just asked me to come over and just cause he like, wanted a friend and he didn't really have anybody else in his life. So I did, um, we didn't even like hook up or anything like that, but something when we were dating, when I was 16, he would always say how I lacked initiative in the bedroom. So I was just being ballsy and trying to prove something to myself or whatever. I like woke him up, giving him a blowjob, and whatever. We ended up like having sex and it was fine. We were like joking about it the next day. And then, a day later, I actually had a therapy session like two hours later, thank goodness, but he texted me and told me that I raped him. And I immediately was devastated because I'm like, I know I didn't, but if you think that because of like the state you're in and like what's going on, like, I felt like so like bad, like, sorry. And like, so all I was doing was like, telling him like you know that's not what happened like I'm so sorry that you feel this way that wasn't my intention like honestly I was just trying to make you feel better you know based off of like everything that was going on and all of these things and he was like no you knew what you were doing you knew I was upset blah, 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 all this stuff. And just like, really just like shaming me for everything. And I was like having a panic attack, like bawling my eyes out. And I like got on my therapy session and I just like had to tell her. And I was like crying my whole session. And she was like, I want you to, I want to let you know, like, you definitely did not rape this man. Like, you definitely didn't, like, he never told you he didn't want to. Like, so she's like, I just want you to take that like off your plate. So We, like, concluded our session, and he ended up texting me and saying, like, listen, like, I don't want you to be too hard on yourself, blah, 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 like, mistakes happen, and I just didn't answer him, because I'm like, one, if somebody raped me, the last thing I'm doing is texting them and talking to them, so I just, like, I took it very seriously, and yeah. He, he like texted me again, like a week later and he was like, Hey, and I didn't answer him. And then he texted me again. He's like, Hey, like I really want to make sure like, you're okay. Like you haven't been answering me. And I was like, why do you want to know if I'm okay if you think I raped you? And it, um, he would just like, he was just like, I was really upset, whatever, like didn't say that I actually didn't rape him or anything at this point, but like he was, I don't even know why I went over and like, hung out with him the one day I forget like how it led up to that but basically he told me I didn't like confirmed that I didn't he was just really upset and then I had like went with him to Wawa for something and the girl was in the parking lot and he was like I'm just gonna wait to go in so we can so like we don't cause drama and I was like all right cool she decides to pull up right behind his car get out and come to the car and say oh but she raped you though right (gasps) and I was just I'm not gonna let her see me sweat so I just like sat there because I could have gone off and that's oh who God. I was in the past but I was just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give her any satisfaction of seeing me upset because I know that's what she wants and I like we were driving back to his house and I was like I'm going home like I'm going home I don't like want to Hanging out anymore? Like this is like really ridiculous. And he's like, and he just kept saying like, you did not rape me. You did not rape me. You did not rape me. And just like kept confirming that I didn't do it. And but it's already it's already too much. Like it's already too much. And it turns out like a couple months later, like I had really like after that, like I really stopped talking to him because I just couldn't. Like he would still text me here and there, and just because I was nervous because he's like talked about committing suicide and stuff like that. I would sometimes answer him. And it um, got to the point where he ended up coming into my job and like, because I serve and he was just like, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you he's like, and just like, see a friendly face. I was like, seeing my friendly face might be good for you. But for me, I'm just like, uncomfortable. And he was like, okay, like, just go back to work. And I was like, all right, so I did. He ended up, boundaries. Exa- it, he's very bad with boundaries. It's really bad. Um, no, but you setting those boundaries. Oh yeah. Do I? Good yeah. For you. Yeah. I like. I had to. Well, and he ended up coming over the one night. He was like, "Can we just like talk?" And I was like, "Sure." And he basically told me that he never thought I raped him. That this girl made him tell me that. <gasps> and that just that. Just was to me, like, listen, if you in a moment of doubt, when you're really upset, like going through emotions, if you thought that and then you realized after you didn't, that I can understand. You saying something just because somebody else told you to say it, that is weak to me, that I can't get down with. And that just kind of turned me off from being his friend. And just I realized he wasn't really going to change. And, um, it just got to the fact where he kept texting me, told me, miss me. And I just kept not answering him. And I like showed my brother. I was like, can you believe this man is still trying to text me? He was like, um, give me your phone and took my phone. And literally he was like, look, and just blocked his number. And I was like, wait, why did I never think about just blocking his number before? Like I never had blocked his yeah. number. So I was like, wow, this is like, cool. So I felt like relieved from there. I did still have him unblocked from, uh, Facebook. Not that we were friends on Facebook, but I'm so strange. Like I'll just check up on people like, and just like see how they're doing. And I just wanted to make sure one, that he was still alive. And, but like, I think a couple months after that, I was like checking out his Facebook and I saw that he was in a relationship with a girl who had a child, which is something that he really, he really wants to be a dad. Like, all this stuff even to the point where him and that girl were like trying to just have a baby to have a baby. Like it was just really it was just really screwed up. So um and I was just like, you know what? Like I should block his Facebook too. Like I really don't need any contact with him. I really just need to exactly like I really just need to like move on and just like not carry this around with me anymore. Because it really did like as much as a good mindset as I went in with it like it really derailed me. Like I was on such a good growth path. And I, I always think that like this, cause this all happened in like probably like a year and a half span, this like year and a half span where these things were happening. And there was so much more that I could even talk about, but it's just not even really the point. Yeah. Um, it really derailed my growth. And I had to like really pick myself back up because I realized that I just, let this person treat me like crap. And I let his friend also literally harass me and like say very hurtful things to me when that was never my intention. I never wanted all, I just like, I didn't even talk to my friends about that. I was like seeing him or anything until after, the whole aftermath because i didn't want their opinions and i just knew that i was making a bad decision i knew what i was doing yeah, but i needed had. to figure something else i needed to like figure it out for myself
0: i was about to say did you not want to open up to your friends about it because in the back of your mind you knew that they would not support it or oh, tell yeah. you like i hey, don't do this
1: they would this is the thing like there's been they've dealt with like a lot of things like just from when we were 16 to 21 yeah that like Of my emotions, like the way I like, they have helped me, like when I'm like crying on the floor, like, or need to be picked up because of whatever happened. Like, they've seen me in really devastated states with him because, yeah, I have anxiety and depression. So, like, I think it just hits me a little bit more too. And, like, if like that was like the first time that I've ever had panic attacks and I did not know how to handle them and didn't even know what was going on with my body, why I was feeling these like types of ways. So, I just think like everything that they knew that I went through, I already knew that they weren't, they would, they would not understand until it had already happened. And I remember it wasn't even at the end of everything. It was probably, we would like hook up and like, like we were, we were like hooking up for a few months and then we like stopped and then we didn't really hook up after that. Um, but I called them after that and I was just like, listen, I have to tell you what happened. I just want to like tell you like the news, yeah. like I don't want you to think like it's anything bad because honestly, like I'm just having some fun. And they were very supportive of me and stuff like that. But, you know, after when it, when our relationship continued a little bit, they were definitely question questioning, but we're older, so I don't really see them as much as I used to see them either. So, yeah,
0: it's a funny conversation and concept of like, there can be so many things like our friends wholeheartedly understand us and get us. And then there will be things that, if they haven't been through a similar experience, they can't understand it. They might, they'll try to, they'll try to show up, they'll try to ask the right questions to learn more about why we're making the decisions that we're making. But at the end of the day, if they don't have a shared experience, they can't truly understand it. And it, I'm going through something like that now where a friend of mine in my past relationships and in one particular very toxic relationship that I was in, she she had never, you know, been in love with anybody. She had never been in any type of relationship like that where she really couldn't understand why I stayed in it regardless of how poorly he treated me and why I still loved him and wanted to be with him, even though he was cheating on me and manipulative and gaslighting the absolute living shit out of me every single day. She couldn't understand why I wouldn't just leave. And it took her recently meeting somebody and being in this very surprising situation that she never would have thought she would have ended up with for her to say like, it's funny. I, I, I had a feeling hearing what she was going through. I was like, I think she's going to understand me more now because of this. And she literally said that she was like, I finally get why you were the way you were with him because it, and none of this makes sense, but, and I know it's going to end with me getting my heart broken, but I can't stop it. And I don't want to.
1: Yeah. It's, I don't know what, and I would love to know what it is that really keeps us in the relationships. I would love to say it's just love, but it's not. No, And I personally think it has more to do with how we feel about ourselves. Number one, how you feel about yourself is exactly the love you'll accept. And yeah. I realized that getting back in the like, whatever we were doing after the eight years, I realized there was so much of myself that I still needed to heal, even though I thought I was really healed in those mm-hmm. aspects. Because if I really believed in my self-worth, I wouldn't have even done that to begin with. If I really understood how to find a uh, soothing and coping mechanisms um, other ways than just like, cause that's what, like, that's what it is. Like at the end of the day, like you're, ser- you're always searching for a feeling. So, you know, me wanting to have sex with my ex was searching for some sort of feeling that I like wasn't getting. Mm-hmm. And it, on the surface to me, it was sex, but at the end of the day, there was so much more that I needed to find in myself to the point where I realized that I don't need to have sex with somebody just to show them I'm interested in them. Like if that's what they need, then that's probably not the person for me. You know what I mean? Even though I I would say it's like a a big part of relationship, but it should be a healthy part of your relationship. It should be something that you and your partner both want to do because you're both obsessed with each other, not something that you just feel like you have to do. You know what I mean? Do you think in some way you were trying to put yourself
0: back in the situation of being with him so that you could do it differently this time?
1: A hundred percent, 110%. Like I just was, because I think for me too, like I knew when we were together, like, again, like, people would always say, like, you're so lucky to have her. I don't know how you're with her. Like, I just felt like it was a way to really be appreciated. And I th- I think I'm kind of really just, like, understanding this now, like, just talking to you about it, but really just needing to feel the appreciation, know that what he said was true. And this, this time around, like, he was very good with like the words of affirmation like telling me like very just like caring about me like weren't like wondering about like what was going on like you know making sure that you know he knew that i was also his friend in a way like that i could talk to him with things and i was secluded for like the past five years like mainly working on social media and then COVID and everything hit so i think for me like i needed a friend just as much and I, but based off our history, like we can't just show up and just be best friends. You know what I mean? As much as like I would love to say that we could, I just don't think it was possible with our history because we, they say like there's like, you know, one soulmate for everybody. I believe there's different soulmates for different times in your life. And I truly believe that like we were never en- meant to end up together, but we were put in each other's lives to teach us things and I think that the last time around I think, you know, we'll probably never speak again or anything like that. But um That's okay. I, I exactly and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But and I think it's just it was a good impact for us both because I learned about a lot about myself. I also learned that this is where I actually learned about not needing closure. I realized I don't need that closure as long as I could provide that for myself because the closure or whatever I went in looking for was not what I got out of it. Like I had some really ugly times with myself after this whole thing, just like figuring out who I was and like what I was really worth because this guy's telling me I'm everything, but you still show up different way and it just showed me that it doesn't matter who I am it matter it also matters like who that person is because I could be on paper perfect for whoever but if they have stuff in their life that something doesn't jive with me that doesn't mean that we're perfect together. I don't even know if that makes sense but it's just I don't know. It's just it's so weird. Even just thinking about it now and like I've been thinking about doing like writing in about like your, your um, unfiltered episodes about this for like probably the past year, just because I, one, feel like people need to know that, you know, it's, it's okay to want the closure, but it's not necessarily always good to get it. It's much more fulfilling, just figuring out how you can move on because you can always ask what if in any situation. And do I catch myself asking what if if he was never friends with that girl, what would have happened? Yeah. But I think everything also happens for a reason and everything is either a lesson, a lesson or a blessing. So I just had like a lot of lessons to learn. And I think the blessing out of it was I really found myself and my self-worth because if I didn't go through that again, I don't know if I would be as confident moving on and as confident, understanding what I want in a relationship. Because, yeah, it's nice to be told that, you know, you're amazing or have somebody think about you. But, you know, how are they actually, like, benefiting your life? Like, how are they actually, and I realized, like, I was still living my same life. I was just dealing with somebody else's problems on top of it. And it was just really, really hard I don't even honestly I don't even know if I'm answering the questions I'm just <laughs> everything that you know, say I don't even know what I ask I, <laughs> I every single thing you say I have a thousand follow-up thoughts like my head's been
0: spinning this entire time yes but with the note of like him complimenting you and saying you're everything you know at yeah it's nice to hear that but you have to be everything to
1: yourself too Exactly. And also, too, like he he would say all these things and everything like that, and I would feel them based off of his words. But then he turns around and just says that I raped him because somebody else told him to say it like it just it's the math math. person you want to be with. And I'm glad
0: you brought that up because I do want to address that for a second. Before you got to the part where you said, like, she told him to say it. Yeah what I was thinking was it's okay to feel like if he felt violated yeah. in some way, like in that moment, that's not what he wanted. Cause he was sad. Like that's one thing to accuse somebody of raping you when they did not, or when you recently were also having sex with them and you invited them over to sleep in your bed. That is a different story. And I, I, You know what? I'm glad that you found out that he did it because she told him to. I'm glad that you found that out as shitty as that is Mm -hmm. because for you, even if he took it back and said, no, you didn't rate me. You didn't rate me. You didn't rate me. You you still would have to go your life thinking, well, this person thought that I did. Exactly. And, And that is so not okay. And listen, like, unfortunately, This is a really sad reality, but the majority of women that I know have had a non consensual sexual experience. Uh And I myself have. And I hold a lot of resentment towards specific people. And one in particular where it was very traumatic. And I was yelling, no and stop. And I, for years, have thought about telling this person what he did because I don't think he even knows what he did, but I decided not to, and I I don't know if that was the right choice or not, but that was in a situation that actually could be defined as rape, and yeah. there was expression of, hey, this is non-consensual.
1: Exactly. And, and and I still didn't go accusing him of it. And I'm glad that you said that because I think, I think rape is very serious. Like you yes. don't just like, you don't throw around that word. You don't just say that word. I have. I'm afraid to say it. Exactly. When in reality it did happen to me. Exactly. And, and that's the thing, even, even with him, it happened to me a couple months, like probably a month before the whole thing where he actually said that I was raping him. And, at the end of the day, my whole thing with that is he knew I didn't want to have sex, but I let it happen anyway. To me, I'm not going to I'm not going to say he raped me because at the end of the day, I told like I gave the consent at the end of the day in some way, even though he knew I didn't want to. Yeah. And that for me is on my self-worth because I could have stopped it more. I could have said no, but I just was looking for some sort of validation, something, whatever that was. And then like, you know, a month later, whatever, however long after then this happened, that immediately came back to me. And I was just like, I know like what happened to me. And I didn't blame that on you. And I didn't put that on you. And for like and but still me wholeheartedly taking this whole thing he's saying on the chest being like holy shit, like, if I did, like, I'm so sorry. But like, I know what my intentions were. And I know what the situation was. And I know that's not what happened. If that's what you believe in your soul happened. Like, I am so sorry. Like, I don't even know where to start. But you know, it it is a very serious thing where I think that if you truly feel that way, like you need to say something because there's, and it's hard for girls that really have truly, I'm not just going to say girls, men as well that have been raped because there are a lot of people out there that cry wolf, which just really rubs me the wrong way. And when I found out that he was really crying wolf, I was just like, this is something really serious. Like you don't just joke about that stuff. You don't just throw around those words. Like people have literally been raped and anybody Joking or like just trying to get somebody in trouble, like you are making it so much more difficult for everybody out there that has actually had a traumatic experience because, just like you said, it's happened to more than one of us. Like it's happened to a lot of different people. You should never be afraid to say no, but like we do live in a world where it is pretty much normalized in a fact. And that scares me and that really. I think going through that situation myself like it really just put a perspective on me that like you you have to have good communication like you need to have communication you shouldn't be ever questioning it either yeah. you know what totally. I mean like something like something like that I would probably never do again unless I was like in a full blown committed relationship where you know that could never be questioned like it's and yeah. you know that was a learning thing for me and it was that split second decision that I decided I wanted basically prove myself to some, to him to myself whatever and then it turned out to be pretty detrimental and honestly like it's something now that I've just been like more comfortable talking about something that I really I don't even know if I've told some of my friends but it's just it's crazy and I know it's like I didn't actually do it so it's not like that yeah. serious but like just somebody saying it like that's like that is, i hope people it take serious. it i hope yeah. people take it seriously because i know guys out there that literally will think that they didn't but not listen to like how the other girl felt about it and it's like i understand if you think that you didn't but this is what happened and this is how she felt type right. thing yeah
0: i and i'm right there with you i've like actually never talked about this on seeing other people I don't think um, I did not I was gonna say to I either. never I never yeah. remembered. <laughs> yeah no I and I didn't plan to either but it is so important to talk about because like I said like unfortunately it does happen and it's something that so many people struggle with and I this is another topic that I don't even it I find it interesting that you and I are sitting here saying that we did not Call it what it is, and and tell the person. But then here was a guy who it didn't actually happen to, who did
1: say that it was. Exactly. Like it's, it feels so gross to me too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember feeling like after it, like really dirty, and like just like, how could somebody think that? And it just. It just really put, I think that's, that was really like the huge turning point with me and him. I was just like, honestly, at this point, like, thank goodness he, that happened because maybe I would still be friends with him if it wasn't that serious. True. But yeah, that was like the major thing where, you know, I went into this like thinking it was going to be fine. I'm a good person. I have good intentions. And it doesn't matter like the intentions you have of people that you're surrounding yourself with have bad intentions. Like, Something's gonna bite you in the ass, and it definitely did for me. I don't think really like I nothing actually happened. I didn't, but like for my own self, for how I feel, like that was hard to hear, hard to learn about, hard to have a therapy session about, especially when like you're just trying to process it all. You know, absolutely. And yeah. it, processing it doesn't happen overnight.
0: But it takes no a very 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 long time.
1: I'm still processing this whole yeah. thing. Like I mean. I just, I just gave myself like permission like this year to start like being more open minded to like getting in a relationship and stuff like that, because all of this has made it like very hard, like to even just trust somebody or even like somebody because things can change, you know, and people can say things and been really just trying to look at people's actions versus like what they say, because. Listen, Chad could say all the good things, all of the things I wanted to hear and had a way of saying them, but at the end of the day, like, definitely not for me, definitely not my person, definitely just a lot of lessons that I had to learn through that whole experience. We live and learn. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: You know this is coming. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received?
1: Okay, so... I'm going to be honest. I feel like I've never received that much, but what I have have to give. Yeah, I was going to say, but like what I have, what I feel like I've taken a lot of is of course, one, like I've been saying, you don't need closure. Like you really don't need the closure. You need to find the closure in yourself, but two, um, you need to be yourself and in whatever aspect that is. And I feel like that's like a cliche answer, but I'm talking about like, You can't just meet somebody else's standards. Somebody should meet yours and you should never have to lower your standards for somebody else, no matter how good they say or how good you think it sounds. You need to do what you truly feel is right. And if it's not like a fuck yes, it's definitely a fuck no. So if you're yourself, if you truly know who you are, I think you can't really go wrong. You might meet people that aren't supposed to be your person. You might meet people that you thought you would like and you don't actually like them. But if you know yourself, and I feel like a lot of people don't know themselves, and that's why they're in relationships with people they shouldn't be in relationships with, you're going to end up making that whole person your life and your identity. And it shouldn't be that way. My brother actually says all the time, somebody should add to your life, not... Take away from it. Like, they shouldn't become a part of your life. They should just add to your life. And I, there's nothing wrong with being single. Like, I've been single for 10 years. I think it's amazing. He was my last, like, serious relationship. So I just think finding yourself is the most important thing. So if you don't understand how to be yourself, you need to find yourself first, for sure. I wholeheartedly love every single thing you just said. I really do. Thank you.
0: I know you, well, although you're anonymous, you wanted people to be able to get in touch with you if they wanted to. So, um, open invitation to anyone who listened to this episode, if there's anything you relate to, if there's anything similar that you're struggling with, or you feel like you are alone in, or you just want to, you want to connect, um. Reach out to me, you can email me at seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail dot com or you can dm me at seeing other people and reference the closure episode or the name of this episode, whatever that ends up being, and just let me know that you want to get in touch and I would love nothing more than connect than to connect you,
1: yes, please. I would love to talk to anybody. I just feel like I don't want to put my whole identity out there <laughs> right? Oh, <now. laughs> I, get it. I get it, but thank you so much for
0: sharing your story and for just showing up and being open to getting it out there I know it's really hard to talk about stuff like this and I think you did such an incredible job so thank you thank
1: you I appreciate it It was a lot of processing for myself as well yes. so thank you I <laughs> always appreciate it. is myself as well
0: Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to Podcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.
2: Ah, hmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com.